Welcome to the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. Hi, this is Ken Blanchard. We need a new leadership model in business today, one that values both people and results, where leaders see their role as serving instead of being served. In this podcast, my friend and colleague, Chad Gordon, interviews experts who help us explore different aspects of leadership. I know you'll be encouraged and inspired by what you hear and you'll walk away with ideas and insights that will help you be the type of leaders others want to follow. Ready to get started? I'll be back at the end of the interview where I'll share what I've learned and how I'll be putting it into action. Now enjoy this installment of the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. to the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Gordon, and today we are talking about customers, about internal customers, external customers. You've heard that quote before. If you don't take care of your customers, someone else will. And today I am delighted to be joined in the studio, ladies. This is the first. We have two of you in the studio, Kathy Cuff and Vicki Halsey. Kathy is a senior consulting partner with the Ken Blanchard Company's co-author of Blanchard Legendary Service, Customer Service Training Program, an incredible keynote speaker, and Vicki Halsey, Vice President of Applied Learning for the Ken Blanchard Company's also a co-author of the Legendary Service, Customer Service Training Program, and also an incredible keynoter. I am delighted to have two of my favorite keynoters, two of my favorite people here in the studio. Welcome. Thanks, Thank Chad. you. Yes, we're both so excited to be here. Yep. So we're we're here to talk about you know really serving your customers, and I mean everybody out there has customers. Everybody, you have you, when you work internally and you serve people, you you have internal customers. If you own a business or if you actually work at a business, you're serving customers. Why is this such a, a passionate area of focus for the two of you? Well, you really just said it. One of our favorite sayings is that customers fuel business. And if you think of any organization out there, everybody does have customers. So when we were thinking of, you know, Blanchard has had a customer service program in the past. And when we were looking at really revamping that and revising it and updating that and coming out with the book, Legendary Service, you know, the thing we said is, why is service so important? What do you want your customers to know? And it kept coming back that you want them to know you care about them. Right. If we want to create not just satisfied customers, but build that loyalty, because it's a lot cheaper to keep the customers you have than always trying to get new ones. You want your customers to know you care about them. And I think that we both, I'm speaking for you too, Vic, but I, we're both caring people. We, we love what we do. We love teaching and sharing you know, the, the programs of the Ken Blanchard companies, the training that we've done, and now with this book just really feeling passionate about great service and you don't always get it. Mm -hmm. So how do you show your customers you care? That's what we did in this book. We took that word care and turned that into kind of the acronym, a model to really deliver great service. And I think what's interesting about what Kathy's saying is, I think sometimes we think customer service should be easy. You know what I mean? Like, and if that's true, you know, and you think about you, you guys who are listening. Like, do you get great customer service everywhere you go? You don't. Yeah. Well, why is that? You know, what does it take to show you care? And I think it's very, actually, very rigorous, because care for one person is different than care for the other. And I think what we've always loved about working for the Ken Blanchard companies is the models and practices that we teach are all other focused. So it's literally you look up and you see who your 
your your customer is, whether it's your project manager or whether it's your external customer. But it's really looking at them and noticing them and what would make them walk away saying to themselves, wow, Kathy really cared. Chad really cared. You know, that was so helpful to have that interaction. So the book is called Legendary Service. The key is to care. Care, that's been a theme we've been talking about before. And I think what I think about when I think about legendary service or I think about customer service in general is it doesn't happen by accident. You know, I think about about, uh, the the times I've been fortunate enough to stay at a Ritz Carlton, it's it's very clear the service you get there. You you spend time at Walt Disney, um, at World or Walt Disneyland. You you know it's there. I've I've got a favorite burger place mm-hmm. in Chicago called DMK Burger Bar. I have the world at my fingertips in Chicago of culinary um, uh, of, of wonderful places to go. I always go back there every time I go back to Chicago because they treat me a very specific way. So it doesn't happen by accident. No. These people. Um, they, they have something behind that. What, what creates kind of that, that methodology at an organization? It doesn't happen by accident. No, it's, it has to be intentional. And it really starts with, ideally, starts at the top with the organization and leaders in the organization realizing we need to have a culture of service. Right? And that's, that's where it begins. And then how do you train people to that? You know, what is that service vision? How are we going to be living that in each interaction in that moment? And train people to that and hold them accountable to it, right? I think you have a great example when you worked Mm. at Petco Park and, you know, talked about creating that service vision for the organization. And I love that. We're going to hear about that. It's in Petco Park, for the listeners that may not know, that's a a Major League Baseball uh, stadium where the San Diego Padres play. And it's this beautiful, it's this mausoleum, it's an incredible Mm -hmm. facility. Beautiful. And they opened it up in downtown San Diego. And and, and the two of you actually helped kind of create how the, the... the customer service experience. So talk about that, Vicki. Yeah, it was really neat. And I love that you're using it as an example of a culture of service because they were like, we want to be known in downtown San Diego as the place to go mm. where people feel like everyone here cares. And what they realized was it starts with their vision and their values. And they found it very rigorous actually work. And it was uh, uh, an intense session where they went from their vision of being in the sports entertainment business which for their 3,500 service providers may not help them know what to do on a day-to-day basis with customers. How do I behave? Where do I fit in with sports entertainment? And they went from sports entertainment and really drilled down to what do we want to do at the moment, you know, the moment of truth with our customers, internal and external, we want to create, and here's their new vision, major league memories. Mm. Okay, so now when someone's taking your tickets, when they're serving your drinks, they see the vision of what we're supposed to do. Well, and to add to that, not only, I think what you help them see, Vicki, is that it wasn't just about ball games exactly. because they have lots of different events. I ran probably my one and only half marathon. It started and ended in Petco mm-hmm. Park. And then I went and saw yeah. Paul McCartney, yeah. big concert there. Mm-hmm. So those creating major league memories, whatever the, the yeah. event is, whether it's a baseball game or a concert, right? That's really, that's being committed to your customers you're serving. And it, it really is, it's that opportunity that we each have in interactions to do something, to bring our, bring our heart to work, bring our brain to work, bring, yes. bring that, 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 that extra effort to work. So with Petco Park, you've got a potential for two to 
three million interactions a year and so many different uh, examples of events that are happening there. But let's let's think about our listeners that, that may, you know, own a small business or, or maybe they're they're working inside of an organization. How could you know, how can they start to to take what you're sharing about the, the care model and actually, you know, really bring it to their day to day? Well, Maybe it'd be helpful. Let me just give a quick little background about the story. Mm-hmm. Um, we wrote mm-hmm. Legendary Service uh, as all of Ken Blanchard's books. It's a parable, mm-hmm. little story. And we followed the same pattern with our book, Legendary Service. And the key character, the main character, is this young woman who is in her last semester of college. And she takes a college course on the customer service, you know, learning mm-hmm. about legendary service um, through the professor teaches the model in the course of the semester and then asks them to do their own little studies if they work somewhere, you know, when they go out and live their life as a customer. And so Kelsey, who is the main character, she works part time at a store, kind of a, mm-hmm. a you know, department store, kind of retail store, Mm -hmm. right? And it's not a great, they don't really take care of their own internal customers, their people that well. They don't really show a lot of great external customer service until there's some competition that's going to happen. So as she goes through her class and learns about it and then applies it where she's working as an individual contributor Mm -hmm. and seeing, boy, I could make a difference if I just applied these things. Right. And I think with small businesses, really, I have a lot of friends that own small companies, small businesses. And the biggest thing they say is, how do I get my employees to to feel like they're the owner? Right. That that this is their company, because when you're a small business, this is your life. And not everyone loves it like you do. You know, it isn't their life. It isn't their company. However, if you treat them the employees as valued customers, quote unquote, right? The internal take care of your people so that they will take care of the external customer. That's what small business owners really need to do. Do my people feel valued by by us? Do they then feel like this is their company? They're empowered to make decisions. They're able to, you know, give feedback when they see something that isn't serving the customer at the highest level, and we make changes, right, to mm-hmm. better serve. So it's about consistent, consistently looking for opportunities to improve. And who knows that best? The front line. So small business owners really need to empower their folks, but have them feel like they are owners as well. And that's what Kelsey learns. What I love, so, and, and Kelsey's such a great example. And I said earlier on when we started this this uh, this interview, you know, it doesn't happen by accident, but there are some people that are actually hardwired to really love on customers. And so mm-hmm. that is a skill set and yes. a mindset that people can kind of mm-hmm. come into play. But what I love about this book is not everybody has that skill set. Not everybody is innately developed and wired to just love on their customers or just provide that special experience or just just go a little bit above and beyond. And what you do in, in this book is you actually give people kind of a, a very clear step-by-step process of what you can do on a daily basis to serve your clients. That's right. Yeah, and, and it's so interesting when you talk about small businesses because I've seen quite a few come and go in, you know, within a mile or two. And I was always so excited, you know, when this new business showed up, because, mm-hmm. you know, I live sort of out in the country a little bit for San Diego. <laughs> but, um, you know, and I'm always so excited. And then you go in, and it's so clear that there is no imperative that says service is important. 
you know, I just remember one, I go in and, and the, the gentleman who ended up being the owner, you know, he puts his, you know, as I walk in with two friends, we're so excited that there's a beauty supply in the neighborhood. And, uh, you know, he puts his finger on like a ledger and looks up at us as if we're an imposition. <laughs> You know what I mean? Right, but so there, right. what the heck? You know, but you think about a small business owner, it needs to be an imperative that what Kathy said early on, customers fuel business. Without customers, it doesn't matter what you have on your shelves or what your, you know, there was another one, I'll call it vegan, vegan. But anyhow, whatever it was, I was pretty excited. You know, yeah. I'm not vegan, but I thought, woo, that's got to be healthy. And we, <laughs> <laughs> but we walk in and, and, and basically the person who was at the hostess stand puts her hand up like stop, yeah. you know what I mean? And and there were only two tables in the whole restaurant. But I mean that, like if you have a live customer, you should treat them like a rock star. It's like, yes, you are here. We can't wait to serve you. But and it was it's just been funny to see them come and go. Absolutely. And, and you can just say instantly, Versus the one, by the way, that's still there, the sushi place, is yeah. like they everybody welcomes you. Yeah. They are somebody at your table straight away. And it's... Yeah, it's, it's so, so exciting clear. to it's be there. It's so clear that there are so many examples. Everybody has an example. Everybody has a few examples. And yes. I mentioned a couple early on about where it's like these guys yeah. live and breathe customer service. But we have so many more examples of those bad experiences. And a bad experience can literally destroy the opportunity for business for one person. And then that person, as, as your research finds, they tell other people, don't they? Absolutely. It's unbelievable in terms yeah. of the billions of dollars left on the table because people walk out. You know, 48% of people walk out if they're in the middle of a, you know, a, a buying moment or something, and it's bad service. That's a lot of people just leaving due that, to a poor interaction. Well, and that's that we do this activity um, in the training, kind of the, mm -hmm. the lifetime value of a customer. Mm -hmm. And this would be a fun thing for listeners to do just to kind of think about, on average, what does an average customer spend in a week, a month, you know, whatever times that by how long they might live there or work with you, shop there or do business with you. And if so, if you lose one customer, how much does that really mean, right? And then we go with those numbers that we've all seen, how many times you tell others, you know, misery loves company. We want to share those bad yeah. examples. And now you top that off with social media how you don't even, people don't even make buying decisions anymore just on family and friends recommendations. We are going on total strangers advice, advice, I, right? I have seen, um, it, it, it mm -hmm. is more often than not, I've actually seen, um, you know, those posts that have gone viral about yep. a, an experience at an organ that are two, three years old and they keep on getting shared and they Absolutely. keep getting shared as if there's something new. So, so let's, on the flip side of that, what is the value of, of somebody out there actively sharing the experience being so positive. What, what did you find in your research about the really good people are, that are out there that are the scene from the rooftops about their experience at, at your organization? Well, you know what? When you have a customer that is going to rave, be a raving fan, mm -hmm. uh, about what, doing business with you, they, we've, we've used this before, Vicki, for so long, they're really an extension of your sales force. You know, they are out there promoting your business for you. And, and doing that. And that's really what we want to, we want to make sure that we are being consistent with the great level of service, but also looking for those opportunities, uh, measuring our impact that we're having and doing something with that. So we're creating that loyalty. Yeah, and the buzz. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, all right, let's, uh, I, I used this term recently when I, when I interviewed Dan Pink, let's weaponize this. Let's actually use what you're talking about here mm -hmm. and let's, mm -hmm. let's give some people some tips. 
So let's actually, so so, how, so so you've talked before about you help small businesses, you can help people who just bring their brain and their heart to work, and we've, we've also helped many large organizations Absolutely. you've gone into. So let's kind of like walk through the model, and how would we, how would we help to change the culture? Yeah, that's great. Um, glad you brought that back because I mentioned that, you know, as an individual contributor, Kelsey, the main character, you know, working there, you know, just individually people can learn the tips by using the care model. However, in the book, we also highlight two other levels. We look at managers. What can you do to create that service mindset and, you know, treat your employees as customers, right, and create that environment, the culture, and then organizationally, what do you need to be doing? And we have used this and implemented our training and, and bought the books at many thousands of large organizations as well. Is there well, anything you right? can share with us in terms of some of the some of the results, kind of the, the beginning state and the end state, some of the, like, the success stories that we've talked about? So if we think about the model, CARE stands for Committed to Customers, Attentive, responsive and empowered, right? And if we think about that, we worked with one organization, very large organization, a relocation company, and they took this and they trained all of their employees across the United States, even internationally, um, on this. And they, I believe, four or five years in a row, and you know, maybe even longer now, they have won the most prestigious award in their industry mm. because of the service you know, that they are providing and lots of other great things they're doing, but they attribute that they trained everybody, they created that mindset and the mm -hmm. skill set in the employees, and they wanted to be known for the way they serve their customers. So what's an example of that? So how is, how is that actually, what does that look like on the front lines? How are they serving them in a different way? You know, it's funny, just something that a little different from the question, but it's, uh, I think of a, my, one of my favorite quotes is, people don't describe what they see, they see what they can describe. And they get this chance by reading the book and having a leader who discusses it and has a book club, you know, and really gets them talking about service. But, you know, Kathy's saying when they get the train, when they get to process and step away from their work and really go in to what you're saying, doing some really concrete activities. And there's some great suggestions in the book. And mm -hmm. it's really neat to actually, some of the hardcore things is, is step back and think, who am I? in my role and what would be in it for me to serve my peers who I'm working with and to serve my external customers at a higher level. So what are the benefits to me, to my team, to my organization? That's an activity people can do with your people. You know, get them thinking about if we served at a high, higher level, what would be in it for us? And what do we want to be known for in terms of our service? Me personally, I'm not you, I'm not Kathy. I have a passion to be the best me I can be at the moment of contact with the internal and external customers. And so to do that, I have to think about what does drive me? What am I excited about? What do I want to bring to the occasion that's going to help me connect with people on such an authentic level that they go, wow, Vicki cared. She cared to know who I am and do what I need because she was who she is. Well, and we talk so much about personal branding. So this is almost yeah. like so whether or not you want to um, you know espouse the the viewpoints and the and 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 whatever whatever's on the poster for the organization you That's work right. for and do this. It's about what you bring to this. What what, exactly what, what Vicky right. or what Kathy brings to the table. So it, it's it's about side, that building was... that personal brand and and, yeah. and showing up consistently. And that's, that's where, you know what, customers will leave based on that interaction with that service provider. It wasn't the CEO. It isn't always if they can get that same product at about the same price, you know, it's competitive, uh, comparable to it. 
then you know what? People are going to jump ship if that was a bad interaction with and that one service provider. Yeah, they don't think, I don't like Kathy. They think, I don't like the whole organization. They drive by and someone's in the car with them and they see the sign and they're like, do you know what happened to me when I was at, mm-hmm. you know, it is, it's not. But so it's so interesting how it's one-on-one when you have that personal connection that drives that amazing relationship that gets people to say on Yelp a nine or a 10. You know, this is where people are like, I love this place. But the backstory is they won't, you know, if they haven't had a great interaction with you, it's the whole organization. Yeah, great point. Yeah, that's not like I just won't go labeled. talk to Kathy. Yes, it's not. I'm going to skip Kathy from now on. I'm not going to go to that organization. This podcast is sponsored by the Ken Blanchard Companies. If you'd like to learn more and there's a lot of free resources to better yourself and your organization, go to KenBlanchard.com. You'll find all kinds of free tools and materials to help you and others grow. And they have a special offer right now. Send an email to podcast at KenBlanchard.com with leader chat in the subject line. Now through the end of summer of 2018, one grand prize winner chosen randomly will receive a free one-on-one call with Ken Blanchard. Five others will receive a signed copy of Ken's latest book, Servant Leadership in Action. We talked about the example of the Major League Baseball Park and, mm-hmm. and how now they know that they're not in they're not in they're not about putting on a major league baseball game. They're about creating major league memories. Mm-hmm. Okay. So understand this. That's a reframing mm-hmm. of why you're actually coming to work today and like what you're trying to bring to the table. Let's dig a little bit deeper there. So what could I do if I wanted to if my company is 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 not gonna buy books for everybody, um, I'm just gonna have this. What is something that I can do um, some steps that I can take where I can actually improve my personal brand and serve the people around me in a better way. What would you recommend? I think you first need to ask yourself, what are my beliefs about service and serving others, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We, we have this activity where we get people to think about the hall of fame and hall of shame. Mm. So you, if you want to think about as you as a customer, any of us, when we live our life, do you get the great service? Do you get poor service, right? And then tie that into their beliefs, So if you receive great service somewhere, typically they believe service is actually part of their job. They want to serve the customer, right? That's important to them. Versus when you receive poor service, their beliefs, like I don't get paid enough to deal with these customers. If the customer didn't keep interrupting me, (laughs) I could get so much more done. The customer's getting in the way of me stacking the, (laughs) you know. Yeah, (laughs) but it's about our beliefs. Mm -hmm. So if we, People would really stop and think, do I believe service is even part of my job? I just did a keynote for a healthcare um, for 150 people from just their IT department Mm -hmm. in this huge healthcare organization. And they deal with just primarily internal customers. And I asked them to think, what are your beliefs about serving your customers, right? Because at the end of the day, yes, you're trying to solve and resolve issues with their computer Mm -hmm. and this or that, but it's all around service, how you treat that customer. So So that would be a a biggie, I'd say, to take away. Such a great example because, uh, you know, we all have had the call, the frantic call because, you know, the the, the email's not working with the the ITIS guy. And and some of those conversations can be very challenging if that other person on the other line isn't coming to you with, with a little bit more care. Oh, Believe me, I've been with Blanchard over 30 years, and it, within my first year here, I know this was the time before phones, could you could sh- see who was calling in, right? I'm dating myself, but that's okay. <laughs> and I had a problem with my computer, 
and I called our IT department. Now, we were so small then, or a lot smaller. We only had two people in mm -hmm. IT, mm -hmm. one of which was this um, woman who is no longer with us, and she wasn't the friendliest. She was not, and she made me feel stupid. I know you do that to yourself, but she still made me feel stupid. Yeah. And honestly, when she'd pick up the phone, I'd hang up. Yeah, you wanted the other one. Oh yeah, because yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, wow. I didn't feel yeah. comfortable, safe talking to her because I knew she was going to be rolling her eyes. Like, oh, didn't I help you with that last week? Such a great example. But her belief might have been. I'm responsible for being cutting edge around IT. Mm -hmm. So she's invested in that versus invested in the outcome of that would be all our employees can use technology to the greatest degree to serve our customers. Yeah, she cer you certainly see, so did not have a customer service vision. Her belief yep. led to behaviors that did not serve the or her or the organization That's at right. the time. Yep. So, yeah. Such so a great example. We're, cool. we're talking with Kathy Cuff and Vicki Halsey, co-authors along with Ken Blanchard, um, the legendary service book, uh, The Key is to Care. So we've talked about kind of understanding, uh, we talked about creating major league memories, You know, really getting dialed in on what you are actually doing. Um, and we talked about really focusing on what are your beliefs and understanding what you bring to the table. What is something else that I can I can do if I want to bring a better Chad to work today to my clients internally and externally? You know, when you think about that, so now we have our belief. We 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 we've driven through our you know taking some time to process what you know what is my commitment to customers do i understand have i even you know looked up you know what what it is the value of customers you know mm -hmm. what are they saying about my organization etc well then we move from that to the attentive are we being attentive to customers like are we present and other focused do we smile it was funny cuz someone was saying oh you're going to talk tomorrow about service tell people to smile <laughs> You know, to look up and, and that smile. doesn't cost a dime, by oh the way. Oh my gosh! How many times? And, and you listeners, think about how many times you've gone somewhere where the person hasn't even looked up. They've rent. You know, is right. it the grocery store this weekend I where the person the seriously? All yep. I saw was the bald spot yep. right there on the top of the. <laughs> yep. I know, but I mean, I felt bad. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, and I. I actually felt like I should serve him. Yeah. Are you having a bad day? Like mm -hmm. I felt so bad for him because he looked so unhappy. Yeah. But that I think attentiveness means you're present. You look up. You acknowledge who you have there, and quite possibly, you do a quick assessment. You know, is there something that I'm noticing? Do they do they look hesitant to talk to me? So maybe I don't want to be. You know, I'm terribly extroverted. Maybe I need to kick into more of an, you mm -hmm. know, a quieter voice. Right. How are you today? Yeah. You know, oh, I noticed you bought this. How do you like that? You know, but get something that connects you by being present and other focused, you know, and really thinking about how do I draw out what's going on for them? And also, what would be a lasting memory of care for them? Have I, have I thought about who I serve regularly. I mean, as you guys think about um, different uh, customer segments, maybe customer groups that you serve, you know, on the, you know, as you're listening, think, do I have, you know, if you're, for example, if you're a, Travel agent. travel agent. Yeah, yeah, if you're a travel agent, you have different different customer groups that yeah. consistently call, right. right? Right. So us three sitting here, we're business travelers, you know. And for Kathy and I, you know, as you guys think about doing an analysis, what do we need most? What do we want? 
as business travelers. As business travelers. That's probably different from my 101-year-old mother when she's traveling with her friends, has a very different need, which is still amazing to me that they travel. But anyway, it has, (laughs) you know, but they have a very different need. Senior citizens, different than business. And my neighbor with five kids, that is a different segment. So if you look at your customers and you think specifically, for us business travelers, we want, I want, on-time delivery. You know, if Kathy's show, you know, is, is a day late for her keynote to the healthcare group, that's not good. Not right. So we actually want to have a travel agent who looks up the stats on on-time delivery. Oh, maybe you should fly out of that, you know, fly into that airport versus that airport yeah. or out of. So anyway, and I think about, you know, senior citizens. My mom wants to know she's going to get the care she needs. Right. You know, do you have assistance for me? Exactly. But boy, my neighbor wants to know cost. Mm-hmm. So think about that because then you can respond proactively right. and work smarter, not harder, by doing some front-end analysis of your customers. Great, great advice. We just have time for a couple more questions. And so this is one that's going to reach everybody. No matter how good you are, no matter if you are the Ritz-Carlton or if you're Walt yeah. Disney, as I mentioned before, there's going to be an issue. What do you recommend in that moment of, and I like to call it a recovery opportunity, mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you recommend for people when the wheels come off, they had a bad experience, how do you respond to, what's the best way to respond to clients and customers when, when bad things happen? Well, you know what? There always are going to be mistakes. Something is going to go wrong because we're human beings. Materials don't get sent on time. You know, we didn't return a phone call, whatever it might be. Your refrigerator First, arrives with yeah, a dent. Exactly. You know. First and foremost, you need to plan for that. Yeah. You need to train people about the what ifs so that when they do happen, they know how to respond, right? So then you think about, all right, when those mistakes, when they are happening, how do we acknowledge those feelings? We want to honor those. And by the way, some of those mistakes that happen a lot of times are caused by the customer. It isn't always our, the company's fault, right? Very true, very true. I I remember Mm -hmm. that I didn't get, I had a prescription years ago that used to be sent in the mail, but I had to reorder it and I completely forgot Mm -hmm. to do it. And so I was supposed, I ran out, I was supposed to take my meds and it wasn't there and I'm calling, it was my fault, (laughs) but I'm mad, (laughs) right? And the way in which you handle that It's all about, are you still respectful? Are you still polite? Do you acknowledge those feelings that I had? That's right. To now where I can calm down. And so honestly, what we talk about and teach, they're still the same skills. Right. You still want to be present and other focused. Mm -hmm. You still need to acknowledge feelings. You still need to think about options and gain agreement, whether it's a great interaction or it's something that went wrong. But the difference is, we need, to, we need to make sure that we've thought about what could be those things that happen. Mm-hmm. The computer goes down. I can't take your... Oh, my! I have a friend who went on Easter morning before a company and everything was going. She went really early in the morning to like a 6.30 class to go to take a spin, an exercise mm-hmm. class. Mm-hmm. And she just passes at this place. And it, half the room was empty. Half the bikes were empty. But when she went in and she tried to sign in or whatever, the young girl behind the counter said, oh, our system is down and and I don't know how to manually take your number. So she wouldn't let her, (laughs) she wouldn't let her take the class. And my niece was looking in, she said, it's five minutes before the class. You are not going to get all these people, you know, can't you figure out a way? I'm sorry, my manager isn't here and I don't know how to do it. 
So that's critical <laughs> for you guys listening. Those are the kind of things. Let people know their, you know, scope, their inbounds, out of bounds, but really practice, you know, what's inbounds, what can you do? And because plan for that. Event, like the plan. system is going to go down. Yes. Really? Couple, couple things I heard, heard both of you talk about. One of those is you've got to take your ego out of the situation because uh, it, it's not about you when the customer is actually coming to an issue. But the other thing, which really leads into the last piece of this, which is what I love about this, um, is you've got to create a culture in your your whatever the environment is yeah. to empower people to be able to speak for themselves mm-hmm. and never say those dreaded words, my manager, yeah. right. my yeah. manager, or I have to call my, my manager. manager. Yeah. So Ugh. let's talk about that really the importance of giving people that understanding that belief and 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 that cultural um you know kind of stake in the ground that says we are all this company we are all empowered owners well you know there's a stat that we have used before where it shows that if you can resolve something even eventually 70% of the time a customer will give you a second chance right but if you can resolve it on the spot so we've just said things are going to go wrong But if you can resolve it on the spot, 95% of the time, you have now created a raving fan. Mm. See, if that young woman had on the spot figured out a way to turn that around, my friend would have just been bragging about this place that, oh my gosh, you know, you need to go and take your spin classes here. It's so great. Listen to what happened, but they turned it around versus she is now, she has been looking for other places to take her spin class. She is not loyal to that place anymore because of that experience. Mm -hmm. So it really is. It goes back to what we said earlier. Those individual contributors, your employees at work, they are the face of the organization. And the more that we can train them, Mm -hmm. we can educate them, we can empower them to make decisions. Vic, you just talked about inbounds and out-of-bounds. Like we talk about any sports that you can think of. You know what's inbounds and out-of-bounds. People need to, to know what they are, too. And for listeners, you guys, a concrete thing to do is to really, like, Chad, you've been talking about, let's let's help people know where you are and where you're not empowered. But also, hey, ask people, where would you like to be more empowered? Where do you feel kind of bad that you're not able to deliver legendary service because you can't answer this question and you wish you could? Because you know every time you call the manager over, the manager goes, okay, yeah, okay, why can't you say okay? So you should ask, first of all, any areas that are keeping you from delivering legendary service that we could fix right now. But the next thing is, is to maybe on a weekly basis get people together, maybe every couple weeks, and say, what if, do you have a great idea that we, we could implement as a whole? People, and what will that do? Keep people coming back because they wanna work for you because you're making them feel smart, capable, and able to use the talents that they bring in their lives Mm -hmm. to serve the customers. Because I think innately, human beings wanna connect in a way with other human beings. And let's let them do that in their roles, in the work that they do. Bring their brains to work. I love that. (laughs) What a concept. Really critical. And it's like like Ken Blanchard says, 
profits are the applause mm. of our customers. Mm -hmm. And so if we don't have customers, we're not going to have profits, and we're not going to be too long for the world. Well, and let me be clear that this works really well with nonprofit organizations as well. So profit might look different, mm -hmm. right? It could be grants. Yeah. It could be we've worked for years in government, mm -hmm. you know, um, counties. We, we dealt with the biggest county in, in Georgia uh, delivering legendary service to all of their, their employees there. So the idea is that whether it's for-profit, non-profit, small company, large organization, it's the, the mm -hmm. how, what's the success? How are we going to stay in business, right? And your products can be replicated. Price can also be competitive. The differentiator is going to be the service that you deliver to your customers. And the two of you, I mean, this is a big piece of what both of you do. And, and I was going to um, ask you earlier, but the best way to find me, if, if people wanted to, to find you, find them on, on LinkedIn. Kathy yeah, we're Cuff, both on LinkedIn. Both on LinkedIn. Great way to connect. And, Victoria and, uh, Halsey. Victoria Halsey. Very fancy. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Kathy Cuff. And, um, but this is what you do. You go into organizations, large and small, um, sports institutions to financial institutions, to healthcare, anybody and everybody, you have so much passion mm -hmm. around helping people exceed expectations and serve their clients well. Mm. Well, thank you. You know yeah. what? It is a passion for both it of us. It totally and is. That's why we're in the business that we're in. When you can see that you're making a difference and then you see other people get excited about it. I was working, we're both working with the large healthcare um, on the East Coast right now, rolling out legendary service training and had somebody in a class at the end say, They'd never thought of their coworker and peers as customers. Yeah. You know, we just look at that and think, doesn't everyone get that and know that? But it comes back to if customer service were so easy, why wouldn't you get better service, right? Another so. comment from there that was pretty amazing to me. She looks up at me, this young girl, and I, I would say she was 21. And she's like, so not sure why I'm here. All I do is EKGs all day. Okay, but, but think about that. It's like, oh, honey, I mean, think about how people are feeling when they're coming in to get an EKG and the right. gift you could give by serving them mm. and helping acknowledge their feelings, exactly. helping them, thanking them for getting here, you know, on, thank, time, on time, calming them down, appreciating them for the, you know, for who they are. And I have to say, it was really neat. I mean, I have, I, I take a lot of pictures, you guys know that, and I post a lot of pictures of the sessions. And she was the one, like, at the beginning, like, everyone else is kind of smiling in the group photo, and there's this person looking down. And by the end, she has her hands over her head. I mean, if you could see the image of, I realize I am wanting to serve yeah. people. And that will fuel me and energize me in the work I do. And it's exponential. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can it was make a really change. Neat you to can watch have that. an effect on so yes. many more people. You it's a gift, with. the gift of service. Yeah, so. we don't know what everyone brings with them when we interact exactly. with them. We don't know the backstories, their history, but we might be the only person they talk to in a day or could be saying something nice or giving that smile. That just, you know, put them in a good mood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things, um, in addition to LinkedIn, and, and you might talk about this, Chad, but would love if anybody wants to learn more, they could always come to the Ken Blanchard, our website. And, you know, mm -hmm. there, we have a page all on legendary service and talk about the book or training or different, you know, examples and case studies. So would love to kind of direct people that way, too. Absolutely. 
as we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to share? One final thought that you want uh, our listeners to think about when it comes I to have customer a silly service? One. Please. Very silly. <laughs> Love it. But I'm like, I returned something the other day, and I have to tell you, the person made me feel awful. Hmm. You know, just the interaction. And I thought, put your best people, your nicest people in returns, <laughs> because people are already in a heightened emotional state and memory and emotion is stored in the same place in the brain. So I'm kind of right, if I get a great interaction, it's gonna stick really long. But boy, if I get a bad interaction, it's gonna stick too. So I just put your nicest people in, you know, as a, it just wasn't a great experience. And I think it could have been such a great experience, Absolutely. you know, so that's my tip of the day. I just think, you know what, you have to focus. If customer service is going to yeah. be important, you have to be intentional about it. And whatever your role is in the organization, everybody has customers, whether it's just internal or internal and external, you're an individual contributor, you're a manager, you're the owner, the CEO of the organization, Everybody has those customers, and if we can think about how we're serving and be deliberate and then be consistent with that, that's where you're going to see uh, reap the benefits. And if, as leaders, you guys think about you as business owners, are you treating your people the way you want them to treat customers? Perfect. Perfect. Great way to close it. The book is called Legendary Service, The Key is to Care. Kathy Cuff and Victoria Halsey, thank you both for joining us today on the Blanchard Leader Chat Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Chad. So glad to be here. And thank you for joining us for today's podcast. If you enjoyed this interview and like to learn more and also help us grow the audience, please subscribe to the Leader Chat Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, or wherever you're listening. And please share this with your friends. The best way you can help us grow, though, is feedback. As Ken Blanchard says, feedback is the breakfast of champions. So please write us a review if you haven't already. And by the way, this podcast is sponsored by the Ken Blanchard Companies. If you'd like to learn more, there's even a lot of free resources to better yourself and your organization. Go to KenBlanchard.com. You'll find all kinds of free tools and materials to help you and others grow. Thanks again to our guests for joining us today. For now, I have the pleasure of turning it over to Ken Blanchard for his thoughts on what we discussed. Here it is, your final minute with Ken Blanchard. What a joy it's been to listen to Chad talking to two of my very favorite people, Vicki Halsey and Kathy Cuff. And, and working with them on our legendary service book, it's all about caring is really was just a ball. And listen to this tape because it's really so important because I want to tell you without customers, you don't have a business. But what they emphasize that I think is so important that customer service starts with taking care of your people first. If your people don't feel that you care about them and you're really concerned about them and you want them to be their best, they're not going to take care of your customers. Like I always say, the number one customer you have is really your people. If you motivate them, you empower them, take care of them, then they go out of their way to take care of your number two customers, the people who work and you know buy and use your, your products and your services. And I tell you, and then what happens? They become raving fans. Uh, they want to come do business with you. They want to tell everybody about you. And that takes care of the owners and the profit and the, all those kinds of things. So uh, learn about the care model. You know, it's really all about being committed to service, you know, and then really spending your time really being attentive uh, to your customers and, 
and uh, all that kind of, and then being responsive to them. But it really gets down to empowerment. Are you going to make the difference? Because everyone in your organization has got to realize everybody's got a customer. Some people just have external customers. Some people have just internal customers like people in HR and all that. Some people have both external and internal. But take care of your customers. And if you take care of your customers, they're going to take care of your business. Thanks, Kathy and Vicki. You're the best. And Chad, you're not too bad either. <laughs>